DJ Chark is not coming back. Lions have some questions at receiver now that they might need to fill. Will they do it in the draft? Let's discuss. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And here we are, everybody. Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on this a Friday, March the 24th, and a Saturday, March 25th. Thanks for checking us out, making us your first listen. And thanks to those of you that have subscribed and follow us and watch us for free each and every day on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, yes, Nate Sudfeld is back. I'm going to tell you why the Lions still don't have their backup quarterback. I will explain momentarily here on the program coming up. Also, the DJ Chark era in Detroit has come to an end. He has signed with the Carolina Lions. Er, Panthers. We'll get into that signing and what it means. And a lot to do today here on the Lockdown Lions Friday show, March 24th and March 25th. Again, Matt Derry with you. Thanks for checking us out on Twitter at Derry Speaks or at Lockdown Lions, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. If you get the podcast at LockdownLions.com or Again, on the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Interesting day, certainly here today on a Friday. And the news that came down today, the DJ Chark, yes, the now former Lions wide receiver, has signed a one-year contract with the Carolina Panthers. Now, I have not seen money as of yet, but Chark leaves after, I would say, a pretty average to good season with the Lions. He only caught three touchdowns. He missed six games due to injury. He played okay. I thought DJ Chark was pretty good. And what I liked about DJ Chark was um, when he was healthy, he provided an outside threat. He was on the field more than Jamison Williams, so the team obviously liked him and liked his work ethic. He was good in the locker room. And he was just recently on the St. Brown Brothers a podcast with uh, Equinamius and uh, Amon Ra, of course, the lion and the bear. And um, he kind of said, like, I love Detroit, man. I would love to come back. But... Maybe the Panthers were offering more money and really more of an opportunity. The Lions have a bunch of wide receivers, as we know, with Amon Ra and Josh Reynolds, Quintez Cephas, um, Khalif Raymond. Um, did I say Josh Reynolds? Uh, you know, a bunch. Jamison Williams. The Lions have a ton of wide receivers. They want to give J-Mo an opportunity this year. And DJ Chark had to settle for another one-year deal. Last year, the Lions paid him 10 to $11 million for the one year. It has to be lower this time around because it's late in the game and free agency now. But uh, Chark put out on his Twitter today, quote, the past year has been incredible for me. Signing with Detroit and meeting the great people of that organization was huge for me. Playing with my brothers and going from 1-6 and six to 9-8 and eight was amazing. I believe transparency and honesty is everything. With that being said, this chance in Carolina is second to none. Can't wait to see what this journey holds for me. Hashtag keep pounding. It's up and stuck. That is from DJ Chark. Today at 1.15 p.m. as he has signed a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers. First and foremost, like, remember when I ripped on the Panthers a couple of months ago for ripping on the Lions um, in their bio of Jim Caldwell when they agreed to have Caldwell come on as like an offensive assistant coach and they were basically blistering the Lions saying like, Jim Caldwell took the Detroit Lions somewhere they've never been before or they never know how to win there. And it was like, 
You're the Carolina Panthers. They've stolen all the people away from Detroit. Deuce Daly, stolen from Detroit to Carolina. Todd Wash, left Detroit for Carolina. Jim Caldwell is on Carolina's staff. Now, DJ Chark, another former Detroiter, heading down to Charlotte to play for the Panthers. So they really are the Carolina Lions now down there. Um, but anyway, look, logjam at receiver here. Lions have plenty of depth. Chark was not going to get the amount of snaps that he's going to get in Carolina. Of course, the Panthers are looking for receivers, trading away DJ Moore. Uh, they got Marshall back and a few others, but they've just signed Adam Thielen, formerly of the Vikings, and now DJ Chark goes there on a one-year deal. So they need receivers, and he's going to get more of an opportunity, I think, to play there than he would here. I think this organization here wants to see what they have in their former first-round pick from a year ago in Jamison Williams. Hopefully, J-Mo is working hard. Hopefully, his um, accountability is better. As Brad Holmes sort of questioned um, at the Combine when he was asked about Williams. But I think the bigger question now is, would the Lions use one of their first-round picks, either number 6 or number 18, to add to that wide receiver room? I don't think the Lions are going to use a first-rounder on a receiver. It's a pretty deep receiver draft. I don't think the Lions are taking Jackson Smith and Jigba at 18. I could be wrong. But I think in the second round, where the Lions have two picks, of course, got the Hawkinson, uh, um, uh, with the Hawkinson trade, getting the Vikings second round pick. I could see Detroit using a second round pick on a receiver. You know, maybe Addison slips into the second round or, or, or you know, or there's somebody like that, that, you know, Jaden Reed, I'm not saying Jaden Reed necessarily is a second rounder, but he was very good at the senior bowl. Um, and his workouts have been good. Maybe the Lions, who have talked with Jaden Reed from Michigan State, maybe the Lions get him second round, third round, something like that. Um, I think they're going to get a receiver in the draft. The question is where? Do I think Quentin Johnston or whatever from TCU is going to be the Lions' sixth pick or 18th pick? I don't think he'll be there at 18, but I don't think the Lions are taking him at six. You know, I heard TJ Lang say today, Kalijah Kansi could be there at six for the Lions to take if they want to pass on Jalen Carter but still get a uh, a defensive tackle. But I don't think the Lions are using one of their first-round picks on a wide receiver. If they started the season right now, Jamison Williams would be out on the outside. Amon Ross St. Brown would be out there. You got to have Josh Reynolds playing. Dan Campbell loves Khalif Raymond. Quintez Cephas is still on the roster. Tom Kennedy always seems to find a way to be out there. The Lions have some depth. They've got some receivers that they like. Would they add another one? I think they would. But I'm not so sure it's going to be a first-rounder. Heck, when Jamison Williams was finally healthy, and I know some of it was effort and practice and everything else, he wasn't getting on the field because guys like Raymond were making plays. Chark was making plays. Reynolds was making plays. Amon Ra is a top-10 receiver in the league. There's only so many footballs and only so many slots to go around. But I do see the Lions taking a receiver. I just don't think it's going to be day one, but I think it could be um, day two or day three for sure, adding to that receiver room. And all of a sudden, you look at this Lions roster, and you go, man, they've got depth in the secondary all of a sudden. They feel like they're deep enough maybe at linebacker. 
Um, by the way, Josh Woods, I, before the, the podcast, uh, or after the podcast recorded yesterday, Josh Woods, the special teamer and backup linebacker, signed with Arizona, which is a good, good signing for the Cardinals to get Woods. But the Lions feel like you know they'll be okay at special teams with certainly Jalen Reeves Maben now coming back. But losing Board and Woods hurts the coverage units a little bit. But all of a sudden, you think you see the Lions' depth, you know, offensive line depth. I think they'll take an O lineman at some point in the draft. Vitae's back. Glasgow's here. Um, Kramer will likely be back. Nelson's back. Um, so we'll see. But um, I can see them taking receiver. I just don't think it's going to be in the first round. All right, coming up next, a quarterback is here, a backup quarterback. I don't necessarily think, though, this individual is going to be the backup quarterback. I'll explain. I don't have to explain it to you. Brad Holmes will explain it to you. Uh, We'll do that coming up next. But if you're looking for a delicious treat, folks, I don't just talk about it. I'm a man of action. Here's Built Bar right here. If you're watching on YouTube. I had my, which one was this today? Candy cane brownie. This is like, this one comes out around the holidays. I've had it for a while, though. If you're looking for a delicious treat, you know all the calories, get yourself a Built Bar. They are the best. I think they're the best protein bar out there. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. I've said this guy's name on the show before. I'll say it again. He says, come here. I walk into his office. He's got a mint brownie puff from Built Bar, the green packaging, right there in his office. Chavez, shout out to you. But if you want a delicious treat, you don't want it to be a lot of calories, and you want a protein bar that tastes good, you got to try Built Bars. All right? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro. They've got them all. Go to Built.com. You can get them uh, by using the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. But you could also go to Walmart today and get Built Bars. And Sam's Club. Get that Sam's Club run in and get yourself a 13-bar box of brownie batter and churro, and you would thank me later. Built Bar, they are the best protein bar out there. Got my water bottle. I got my water cup. I'm rolling along here. Friday edition of Locked On Lions. Um, if you're following the NCAA tournament, I know you have March Madness brackets and everything else. Now the official end of March Madness for the state of Michigan occurred last night when MSU lost to Kansas State. I just want to say that was one heck of a basketball game. Incredible game. Like that was high drama. That was not the best defense. It kind of had an AAU feel at times. But man, was that good theater. That was some game. Hogard and Walker were just so tough. Um, I know Tom Izzo said after the game, though, it was, uh, the Kansas state made some lucky shots, but Hey, Hey bro, your defense got hung a hundred on. So I don't think there's much luck involved other than the, the one stumbling shot that, um, <laughs> that, that kid made, but, uh, man, that was, uh, that was some game. So the state of Michigan out the big 10 out before we even get to the, uh, final elite eight. How about that? Not good. Um, but that, those games last night, Gonzaga, UCLA, that was great theater. All right, so earlier today, actually broken by the Lions. The Lions announcing. Not Adam Schefter, not Ian Rappaport. Um, 
Not even Jonathan Jones or Tom Pelissero or, you know, anybody like that. The Lions announced they're bringing back Nate Sudfeld. Okay. <laughs> Sudfeld, like, barely played. He came in in garbage time against the Bears, but Jared Goff last year, and we'll knock on wood right now, was very healthy in 17 games, played every game, and the Lions didn't really need a backup quarterback. But yet they had Nate Sudfeld, who they had signed right before the start of the season. Um, uh, after he was uh, let go, what was it, the Niners or the Eagles? Yeah, Niners. Um, he was with Philadelphia, of course. and So he didn't really get a chance to play. And if you, we went over the list, I think earlier in the week, of all these backup quarterbacks were out there. And I made a point of saying I thought Matt Ryan would be a nice fit for the Lions because he's a veteran. He's very good in the locker room popular, a winner, he's not a starter anymore, but if you had to win a game or two or you had to have a guy come in, if golf got hurt, I would take Matt Ryan before I would start having discussions about Cam Newton or Brandon Allen or or any of these other guys that are out there right now. And it's a pretty long list of quarterbacks that still remain, but they're all bad, all right? Matt Ryan's not good, but he's probably the best of the lot. I'm not chasing after Cam Newton or any any of these types of players. But Nate Sudfeld, who's in that class of backup QB, um, is available and now is no longer available because the Lions have brought him back. What I find interesting about this is that Brad Holmes on the NFL Network at the Combine wasn't exactly doing jumping jacks over the Lions' backup quarterback situation. I want to play you this clip because I, I think this tells us that the Lions are going to either draft a young quarterback who could fight for the backup job or they could end up signing somebody later on, like a Matt Ryan. Take a listen to Brad Holmes from the Combine. Let me cue this up because I have it here. This was, you know... People saying they think, oh, Nate Sudfeld signed to be the backup quarterback. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Take a listen to Brad Holmes uh, on the NFL Network a few weeks ago. Oh, it just has to make sense. You know, obviously, uh, we like Jared. He's our starter. Um, but, you know, we don't have a lot behind him. And so um, we were kind of we we're kind of going sliding into home plate at the very end off a of training camp trying to find a backup quarterback and able to get Nate Sudfeld and did a nice job for us. But, um, you know, and, you know, we've had these open, transparent conversations about, you know, we're happy with Jared. He's our starter. But, you know, we need to add some pieces in that room overall. So whether it's in, you you know, free agency or, you know, in the draft, you know, we, we just got to get somebody to continue to develop. That was Brad Holmes on the NFL Network. Uh, not a lot behind him. <laughs> That's not it. That wasn't a ringing endorsement of Nate Sudfeld. I'm reading these articles like Lions bringing back Nate Sudfeld to be the backup. How do you, not necessarily. You could carry three quarterbacks. You could also draft somebody. And have him compete with Sudfeld. And if that's somebody that you draft, I'm not saying Anthony Richardson or anybody at six, but I'm making the point, if you get somebody later on, not one of the top four, right? Not Stroud, not Levis, not Bryce Young, and not Richardson, but you took somebody developmentally later on in the draft, you know, that person could compete, could, could compete with Nate Sudfeld. 
But it's not going to be one of these. I don't think the Lions are using their number six pick to get their backup quarterback or their future quarterback. I don't. I don't think Brad Holmes is going to do that. We talked about it yesterday. Skaronski, the big tackle from Northwestern, I think it's a better chance the Lions get an offensive lineman at six, or take a Kalijah Kansi or a, a a Tyree Wilson or a Miles Murphy or or somebody like that, even another cornerback, because next year you're only. After this season, the only guys under contract at cornerback are Cam Sutton and Chase Lucas, who was a seventh-round pick. So maybe they do draft Christian Gonzalez, and he doesn't play a lot his first year, but maybe in year two he moves up. But listening to Brad Holmes there, openly saying, we don't really have a lot of depth. We need to add more to that room. Just keeping Sudfeld, the Lions are not done at backup quarterback. Now, again, if Sudfeld had to play, if a rookie had to play, season's probably over. Season's not going to go well. You've got to keep Jared Goff healthy. And that Lions offensive line did a great job this past year in basically keeping Goff upright. But I don't see any way that Nate Sudfeld is just the lock backup. I think he's back as a depth play, but I don't think it's a lock that he's going to be the guy as the backup quarterback. All right, coming up next, I don't know what the Seahawks are doing, but I think it's very strange. But I also think it's smart, too. I will explain coming up next. Uh, But first, uh, NBA season, of course, is here. We're getting into late March, early April. Perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. With new customers, we've got a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use you can bet on everything when it comes to basketball tonight's uh sweet 16 games the ones that remain who wants to bet on princeton and creighton all right exciting you can do it at fanduel.com slash lockdown plus FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. I'm not sure if folks uh, saw this or not. I'm going to read this off of, uh, I think it was Field Yates on Twitter. Posted this uh, a little while ago. From ESPN, some teams go the route, quote, of being coy during pre-draft season. The Seahawks, who own picks 5 and 20, have stopped by Ohio State, Alabama, and Kentucky this week. Check out the pro days for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis with selfies to go with it. That's right. They got a picture of Stroud with Pete Carroll and John Schneider behind him, a selfie. Then they got Bryce Young taking a selfie with all the guys behind him. And then Will Levis, the same thing. Here's the Levis picture if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, for those of you watching on YouTube. <laughs> Is that the most, it's so bizarre. It's like, I'm looking at this picture again. It's it's the front office of the Seahawks and they're all in their little sweaters and jeans and their lanyards on, their media passes or whatever. And they're all like, hey, we're here with CJ. Hey, we're here with Le- Will Levis. And the, the, the players themselves are holding the, 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 the camera and taking the selfie did the seahawks tell stroud like hey let's take a picture and they posted this <laughs> on uh, at seahawks on twitter and stuff 
Seattle has the fifth pick. Not many people think they're taking a quarterback because they just re-up with Geno Smith for three years. Now, again, Geno could go back to being Geno of old, and the Seattle Seahawks might not have him in their plans long-term. They could draft Levis at five or Richardson at five and not play him for a year or even two. Look what the Packers did with Jordan Love. But I've never seen a team and their contingent of brass, front office people, coaches, take selfies with players and openly post them on social media. Like, hey, could you see Brad Holmes being at Alabama's Pro Day yesterday going, hey, Will Anderson and Brad and a couple of scouts getting a selfie with Will Anderson? Like, hey, look at us. We're, we like him. Seahawks are doing that. Maybe they want folks to throw a lot of draft capital out at them to trade out of that number five pick. Maybe they're hoping that a team like Atlanta at nine or um, not Carolina's at nine, Atlanta at, or um, the Raiders at seven or somebody, somebody like that. I think Atlanta's at 10 would want to trade up because they're thinking up oh, the Seahawks are taking selfies with quarterbacks, but Atlanta might want a quarterback to go with Desmond Ritter. We know the Raiders could use a quarterback. I know they've got Jimmy G now, but you never know. They could want to draft a young quarterback. They could love one of these guys. Um, Washington, somebody like that, that would is not necessarily secure in their quarterback situation. Tampa Bay, same thing. So I found that very, very interesting, <laughs> kind of strange. I could never see the Lions uh, doing that. All right, uh, thanks for checking us out this entire week. If you missed Justin Rogers on Wednesday, go back and take a listen or take a watch to that. It's been Locked on Lions. We'll be back again on Monday.